I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks, and at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Vagina Talks. I am your host today. I'm many things. Aren't we all things? We're so many things. The role that I'm playing at the moment is host of a podcast called Vagina Talks. They call me Sophia Wise One, and I'm happy to be with you today. Oh, my goodness. What is happening? Change is the thing. And if you're just joining me today, then maybe I should let you know. That's mostly what I'm talking about all the time. And if you're with me, then you're with me for the ride. And you know that change is the name of the game. Change is the name and the song of life. That's what living is. It is shifting and changing. And as we move into greater alignment, it doesn't seem that that change slows down. At times it gets easier, at times it gets harder. And for me recently, it has gotten faster. We are in sometimes the great awakening or the great enlightenment that we're in the midst of is also referred to as the quickening. It's a, as a phrase in the, in the, in the, the new age world that, that, that talks about what it is to be in this great time of expansive consciousness. And one of the phrases is the quickening. So if you're feeling that quickening energy right now of like, oh my gosh, has all of that happened since I woke up this morning? It's been six days in one day. Just want you to know. Yes, it has. It's been six days in one day. We have a guest here today that I'm really excited to share with you. We just have one of those connections that I know is going to be, it's going to be sweet. And I'm excited to see what comes out of it. Another visionary, precious, brave human bringing their creative self and their, um, like their self into the world. Jen Amos. 
has been an entrepreneur since 2010, which for those of you who don't know, that is an, well, you everybody, everybody knows it's maybe you don't being an entrepreneur is like, it's a, it's a warrior class. The like nerd in me, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's a magic class. It's a warrior class. It's a real thing. It's a real training. It's a real getting to know yourself process, a real awakening process, which includes sales and marketing experience in the legal industry, online marketing, and now financial services. This is some, this is some concretized, you know, <laughs> material stuff here. It's powerful, powerful work. She's also been a podcaster since the summer of 2019 and enjoys talking about her personal experiences with military families, entrepreneurship, the POC experience, and mental health. And when I asked Jen what her vagina's superpower was, she said resilience. So Jen, welcome to the show. Hey, Sophia. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It's really, really good to just be together. I, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, it was the, you know, resilience is such a, such an incredible gift. And also I've really been in my own softening right now in this process of like softening in my body and softening in my heart, really letting my heart heal, really letting my heart open, really choosing the courage to like, I'm going to let myself soften, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to say like true resiliency I think is very like dynamic, right? It's like it has a lot of has a lot of give back, has a lot of has a lot of softness to it. Um that's like part of the factor, you know. But just I've really been dreaming into the world where we don't have to like be so smart at getting through. Mm. You know what I mean? I think um when the way when you think of when you say that uh, be so smart. Like we don't have to be so smart to get through the way that I interpret that is to kind of live life anyway, despite not knowing all the answers. <laughs> so that's how I interpret what you just said. <laughs> fair. Totally fair. Yeah. I just, I feel like there's this aspect of, um, well, it's like, I th- and now I'm like, my brain just is going. So it's like the divine feminine or like the great mother, the great, I'm like really in this, in this, in this mother <laughs> healing zone that's happening for me right now. And it's, it's really happening around me. I have, um, it's happening with a number of the people that I live with right now. And, mm-hmm. um, I did a, a card reading for someone this week and, and his theme was mother and learning how to mo- like mother and care for. And, um, and like the mothering to me as, as, as an archetype or as a role, a particular kind of caregiving, um, and, and, uh, listening. There's a kind of like listening and, and, and presence and all of that. And so there's this part of me that just is like, why, (laughs) this is how I really feel about it. Why does it have to be so hard? Like, and like, maybe it doesn't. And I think that's what I'm dreaming into is like the paradigm or the concept or like my own healing of like really stepping into what does it look like and feel like, and how is it possible? We've been so convinced that like abuse, war, rape, trauma, like that these things are normal and that Mm -hmm. we just have to get through them. And Mm -hmm. I really, I think it's a big piece of the abolish the police thing of just being like, well, we have to protect stuff. And it's like, Mm -hmm. not if we stop, being f- so fucking destructive actually like there's mm-hmm. like a, there's a no- whole nother thing a whole nother way of seeing the world or experiencing the world that then requires a different kind of protection or showing up yeah absolutely um 
When you said, why is it so hard? Were you kind of asking why healing is so hard? Like why that process is so hard? I was saying like, why is it so hard? I was saying like, why is the dominant culture such a fucking torrent torturer? Like it is, you know, like why did that catch on? You know, why has that been the, why is it? You know, I I think in general, um, I think that life is suffering. I think, I mean, otherwise we would be in another universe where we don't have to suffer. Yeah. And I think if we can accept that fact, it, it, you know, that feeling of why is it so hard may not go away, but at least it could be more manageable. Like, like saying that to ourselves, like this is rather than saying this is so hard, it doesn't have to be our hangup. It doesn't have to be our excuse. You know, if anything, it's our motivator to reduce the suffering, you know? Yeah. The catalyst. Totally. Reduce the suffering, right? To Mm -hmm. what end? And I think that's the part that I'm like challenging myself or inviting or giving myself permission to go so far out, to be the, like, to really, really be the idealist, to be like the radical visionary. That's like, how about this becomes the other universe? or the other dimension where suffering is no longer the catalyst of growth and evolution? What if we are the landscape in which, if it's possible in our imaginations or there's multiple dimensions, let's co-create the dimension where that happens here. That's like the level, I'm like, that's where I am right now. That's the level that I'm at right now. I like that because I think that you you could sit with your suffering or you can, um, you know, find healing And in that, I do believe that if you could find healing for yourself or at least manage that suffering, you can do it for other people as well, you know? And I think that's what we're doing on this earth is turning our pain into a passion Mm. uh, for self-healing for, you know, for self-healing and to be of service to other people. Cause I think that I even think for myself, like when I'm in pain, when I'm suffering, I always, I almost always feel so much better if I can share that with other people and if I can help people who can relate to that story. Absolutely. Absolutely. What, what, what are you alchemizing? Either like what's one that you feel really strong about that you can be like, this was one pain that I, that really showed me a thing or what is getting alchemized? When I say alchemy, I mean like turning point up pain into a passion, right? Like yeah. What's, what's that, that pathway for you? If, if understanding for me, understanding that there are many pathways and they're not right or wrong. Right. But yeah. I'm looking at like, just like, let's just like, like the ecstasy pathway that we could just like have more arrows and ecstasy and kindness <laughs> and like amazing nourishment. And that would like blow our minds and change our lives. Like it does. Like we know that, yeah. you know, it's like, we've all, that's not true. I am so blessed. I have had meals that have changed my life. Nourishing food that's like every bite is like my concept of what reality was was no longer the same afterwards, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that changed me, right? And so mm-hmm. there's like that thing. So so knowing that there's many pathways and without needing to say pain is right and ecstasy is wrong or ecstasy is right and pain is wrong, what's what's something that Again, either that feels like you're like, this is a great example of like what I'm talking about or what's alive for you right now that's in that process of that you're working. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing for me that I'm working through right now is simply showing up, like showing up, like having a presence, more of a presence online to 
show up in conversations like this completely unprepared Yeah, to just be here with you and speak my truth and share my story in the way that makes most sense in this context. And for me, this is coming from a place where, uh, and, and my coaches in the past have told me where I felt like I was disappearing. And the, the catalyst for that, where I started to feel like I was disappearing goes back to when I was really young, when I unexpectedly lost my dad at 10 years old. Mm. So he was, uh, on, he was active duty military, uh, in the Navy and he was about 18 years in. So he was basically two years away from retiring when he just went missing. Like he was on a ship, he was on the USS Kitty Hawk and uh, I think the next day they were taking attendance. They couldn't find him. They sent a search crew for three days uh, in the, I think it's, oh my gosh, it's a Pacific Ocean. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, they couldn't find him. And I think that really set set up my path where, you know, my dad, even though he wasn't around a lot because he was in the military and he was gone months at a time, I never felt his absence. I felt his presence when he was around. And I think when I lost him, there was a part of me that felt like I couldn't get that from, you know, that feeling, that love that he gave me from anywhere else. And from then on, I had found myself in a series of uh, abusive relationships in within my family and outside of my family. I felt like, and, and also with my military child background and moving every two to three years, right. Um, once we got settled in San Diego, California, I'm in Virginia beach right now, but, um, I remember, I remember like, I just didn't care to intentionally make friends anymore. I was just kind of drawn to people who, uh, were narcissists <laughs> where I made them feel good about themselves because I was always supportive. I was always there. I always validated them, you know, and anyway, fast forward to <laughs> fast forward to like, you know, really the last five years or so I've, uh, I realized that not like, I realized not valuing myself, uh, wasn't serving me and it wasn't serving the people that I was serving when I was like being in business for myself. Um, and nowadays I'm on this path to just show up. Like it, it sounds so simple, but it's so it's, it's a bold act for me to just show up and, you know, something too, like, amongst a lot of my peers is that a lot of, I think a lot of us had felt that we need to be qualified a certain way. We need to be qualified. We need to be a certain person to show up. And I'm here saying, well, I'm here anyway, I'm here whether I'm qualified or not. And it's been an amazing experience just doing that, like just being present and through that and in, and sharing my story and connecting with people such as yourself, Sophia, to realize that you know, I have a story that is worth sharing and I have some wisdom and knowledge and experience that could be of service to other people. Yeah. Showing up is, sometimes I really use it as the phrase to like describe it all, like showing up, like it really, that, 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 that phrase makes a lot of sense to me, has a lot of meaning to me. Like it's a very, it's a very powerful, it's a very powerful call. It's a really mm -hmm. powerful call. What do you, what's your, um, what's the thing, what's like the wisdom that you find yourself like, like always coming back to, to sharing with people? Do you know what I mean? Do you have like some things that you like tend to kind of. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have two things. So yeah. it depends on the audience. Uh, so if you are a person of faith, um, I, uh, I like to use, I like to always refer to the Bible verse Ecclesiastes three, which is a little poem that talks about how there's a time and place for everything. Mm. Like there's a time to be happy. There's a time to be sad. There's a time to build. There's a time to destroy. There's a time to love. There's a time to let go. That's not verbatim, by the way, I'm just summarizing it. And what I take from that is that because there's a time and place for everything, I don't have to know everything. I just have to show up. Hmm. And uh, the other one for secular, for our secular uh, audience would be uh, by Mother Teresa. And this is what helps me reset every day or whenever I feel anxious. And it goes, yesterday has gone, tomorrow has not yet come. We only have today, let us begin. Mm. And it just reminds me, you know, with, whether it's that Bible verse or that quote where it's like, this is, this is all we have right now, right? You know, like this is really all we have is this moment. And, and I could live this moment being regretful of what I did yesterday or in my past, or I could be anxious about the uncertainty of what's to come ahead, given our current interesting times. Yeah. Or I can focus on this very moment and, and do my best to be of service in this moment with, you know, the resources I have or the people that I'm in front of, et cetera, or the time that I have to do this. Sweet. Yeah. The things that keep us, keep us, um, here, right? Like it reminds me of the, like in one hand, like the world was made for me and to hold in another hand from dust I came into dust, like the dust you came and dust you shall return, you know, that like, and they're, they're both true, right? So like, how is it that I show up knowing that I am the center of my universe? Because I am like, tur- just turns out <laughs> right. like, you don't have to make yourself, you're the center of the universe. You just admit that you are the center of your own universe and you can start to really respect yourself and other people and recognize that like literally everyone else is also the center of their own universe, that that's yeah. just what is happening. And, and, um, so there's like that piece. And then also to be like, and like, what are we in the, in the blink of everything like that? Mm-hmm. Th- you know, that's just, it's a different way of what you're talking about. But for me, it does that same thing of just like, in some ways it's like, I'm like huge and powerful and I'm like so tiny and insignificant. And, and when both of these, those things are true, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just this, it's just here. It's just now. It's like, it's like just in this place. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. And I think also acknowledging that, uh, there are, there are multiple things that can coexist. Like I could be present, but I can also be feeling my feelings of sadness or my feeling of anxiety mm-hmm. rather than saying, I'm not anxious. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm always happy. You know, right. like I, I'm not going to, cause to me, that is a, a form of denial. It's saying, yeah, I'm here. I'm also anxious. I'm also sad and you know, and everything and just being, being okay with that. Um, and is that something that you had to learn or is that something that you kind of inherently had or where did you get that? Cause that's like a, like a little progressive, right. For, for, <laughs> uh, for a lot of the, the culture, a lot of the world out there to be able to be allowed to be who you are, to feel however you feel as a way of being present and contributing to a, to a space. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a very bold thing to do and to be, I, I could, I'm aware of that. I definitely have had people in my life where, and, and for the lack of, better explanation where they just fought so much, uh, they, they fought so hard to keep their victimhood. 
Hmm. You know, they fought so hard to say, but because of this or because of that, I can't be that. Like, this is where I'm at. Like, this is all, this is all I can be. And I have to be okay with that. You know, I, I, there are those type of people in my life. And so, but I choose to think differently. And part of that comes from, I think it really, it, it, losing my dad was like the major catalyst, but I had found even in my upbringing when my dad was around, there was just a lot of things that were left unanswered for me growing up. So for example, my, whatever, for whatever reason, we always had like a dog at home. And as soon as I think I'd fall in love with it, it was gone. Like there was no explanation of what happened to this dog. Like, I think my parents are fostering or something. I don't know. And then I would ask my dad, I'd say, dad, what happened to, uh, I think her name was Sarah, my dog, Sarah. I was like, what happened to Sarah? He was like, oh, I took her to the ship and she fell off. <laughs> like he said that jokingly. Okay. And, and mind you, I was like, <laughs> I was like five at the time. I remember this. And, uh, and then other things too, that were left un un unexplained to me, like death. I remember uh, in our house way back when we found a turtle, uh, just outside of our house and we kept it and we didn't know how to, I didn't know how to take care of a, of a turtle, like at all, like a red-eared slider. We thought, oh, let's put in a bowl of water. <laughs> like that's oh. my knowledge of raising right. a red-eared slider. And it ended up dying, of course. Uh -huh. I, I think it, I think it like died of dehydration and food and, and other things. And I think my parents just threw it away. And then there was another experience where we caught a mouse and I watched it like eventually die. Like I just saw, I saw its hands come together and, yeah. you know, be on its side and just die unexplained. And then losing my dad and not knowing the answers, you know, and even till this day, we don't know. So a lot of my life, actually, before I got to this place of presence and acceptance for things and being okay with not knowing it all, it, it comes from like, after having lost my dad, I was a completionist. Like I would try to one like complete video games 100 percent you yeah. know I'd, I'd try to get every nook and cranny open every chest figure out every puzzle for example like I would obsess with video games I would obsess with books like I would obsess with completing things and I I was what they called a questioner I would ask a million questions and I'd be that person or like okay can you stop asking questions <laughs> kind of person and eventually I, I came to a place where and and this this has a lot to do with a, a lot of the work that I've done through spiritual coaching and therapy and counseling. And I've, I've done a lot of different types of coaching and even just having mentors in my life. Uh, I came to a place where I just realized it was no longer serving me to always try to find answers. Like if I was going to spend the rest of my life finding answers and I wasn't really going to live my life, finding answers is almost like trying to understand the past. So I wasn't really living in the present. Mm. I was so fixated on, on, finding answers of what happened as if that would fix things. Cause even if I do find out it still <sighs> happened, right? It still happened. So I, I, I don't know exactly where or how, how I got to that place. I'm trying to remember when it like really clicked in me. Uh, I would just have to say it was in the recent, I'd say like three to five years yeah. where I just, and, and I think when I started to become more present, and I started to notice people in my life who were not as present. It was very humbling for me, you know, to try to at least be that example for them, you know, in that moment. And I think it's a combination of my own self-healing and being there for other people that I think it was, you know, it doesn't just click. I think it's, it's a 
it's progressive. It, it's a daily yeah. practice. Right. And even till this day, I'm still practicing that. Like I'll still have anxiety. I'll still, you know, deal with depression. I think it's more about nowadays it's rather than denying it, it's, it's sitting with it, yeah. you know, cause to me, those, those strong feelings are really, I've come to learn my inner child screaming at me. <laughs> right. You know, saying, Jen, I'm upset right now and I need you to hear me because mm. that's one thing that I lost, I think, in losing my dad was that I didn't have an ally for my younger self. And, you know, fortunately, through the work, the good work that I've done, the inner work, I've been able to establish a very intimate relationship with my inner child. And whenever I feel those triggering emotions, I just check in with her. So, you know, my name, you know, my name is Jen, but my full name is Jennifer. And, you know, my family, only my family calls me Jennifer. And I sort of abandoned that name, you know, as I became an adult. And so my inner child's name is Jennifer. So I'll uh -huh. say, Jennifer, like, what's going on? Why are you giving me an attitude right now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and what I find is that she really sets the example for me uh, to be present, to say, hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. And I need you to sit with this with me. Like, I need you right now, Jen. So, Yeah. <laughs> I need you right now, Jen. Just want to just take a moment, like all of us, I think like my, li like you listening, like, I just want to take a minute, like I invite you, Jen, to like, I don't know, ask Jennifer what's happening. I'm going to ask Sophia what's happening right now. I invite my listener to take a minute and just see, like look around. And if you've never done this before, you can just like take a breath and just get curious and just like say like, uh, what's happening? Or if you have a connection and just go ahead and get a connection and just take a few breaths. Mm -hmm. And just like right now in this moment. And so, and I just want to give permission of like, it doesn't always have to be like bad or hard and it can, it can be challenging. Like it can be anything. So we're just going to take a moment right here to just, I'm going to do it. I've yeah. been talking, so I'm going to do it. We'll take a moment to just kind of See what our what our sweet babe's gotta say. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. She's already yelling in my ears. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Great. 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 She can go first. I just need a second. Yeah. Yeah. No. For sure. Yeah. No. Jennifer is really happy to be here. She wants to take the microphone away from me. She's like, Jen. I'm so glad you brought me up. She's sassy. <laughs> it's She's so, so good. sassy. She's like, I'm so glad you brought me up. Let me tell you, <laughs> I like the show. It's so cool. <laughs> Great. I'm ready. Take the mic. I got, I got, I got my connection. She'll go next. Jennifer. Go go no, no, no. It's all, no. It's Jennifer's first. It's Jennifer all the way. I want Jennifer. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Okay. Jennifer, Jennifer, you have the mic. Yep. We're listening. We're glad you're here. Really glad you're here. Jennifer, what, what would you like to share? I just want to share this is Jennifer speaking. She's like, I just want to share how grateful I am that Jen remembered me <laughs> because a lot of uh, our time together, especially when Jen was younger, was her ignoring me. And I'm just so glad that in a lot of the things that she does today, she's always in, she always makes it a point to include me in her decision making. Mm. And if she doesn't, I let her, I remind her that I'm around and I'm just so glad that she notices me more quickly than she used to. And she is, she doesn't dismiss me. Uh, Jen acknowledges me. And sometimes Jen laughs. Like she gives me this funny face. Like, what do you want now, Jennifer? But either way, I'm glad that she does that because 
you know, I am her and she is me and I'm just looking out for us. <laughs> I'm looking for out for us and, and, you know, letting her know that she matters because I matter. Like Jennifer is just very, she's just very, very confident. She's like, I matter. Mm. So therefore you matter, Jen. So don't forget that. And <sighs> you need to show up for me because you're older than me, Jen. And people are going to listen to you more than me because I'm a kid. Right. <laughs> people don't listen to kids. So you got to represent me. You know, I think I think Jennifer is like, <laughs> I think Jennifer is like the puppeteer and I'm really the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what Jennifer's saying. And she says hi. And she says, thank you for letting her speak. This is actually her first podcast show. Oh, Jennifer, <laughs> welcome. Uh, We're so happy to have you. Yeah, that's what she's saying right now. She's like, oh, this is really, she's like shy all of a sudden. Right, all of a sudden. Like, I get no, it. She's like, oh my God, like, I, I can't believe I just came out like that, you know? Because mm -hmm. she usually doesn't get uh, the limelight, you know? Yeah. She's usually just kind of being that advisor. Totally. In my head. So now, totally. now, I, now, if like, if you were to visualize this, she's kind of like hiding behind my leg totally. and like hugging my leg, totally. peeking out, like, yeah. you know, tell, tell Sophia I said this. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. So thank you for letting her speak. Oh my gosh, what a treat. And now just, she can stay hiding. There's like, no, I don't, you know what I mean? She can just, she can hear my voice from here. So yeah, like no pressure on that. <laughs> I just want her to know that she did a great job that I'm really glad she did a great job. You did a great job and everything you shared is really going to help other people too. And so I'm really glad that you came on the show and we're brave and, and, um, and I'm glad that you have Jen to take care of you. I, that makes me really happy. I'm glad that she's doing she's that. Saying thank you, and she's acting really cute and she's <laughs> blushing right now. She's like, she's like, you know, she's being cute about it. She's like, oh, <laughs> like, oh me, oh me, it's me. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's... She's want, now she just wants to run off. She's like, okay, I'm done. Okay, like, she's I'm, done. I'm, I'm, I'm right. That's, I mean, that's such. It's like that moment of like, that's what it's like when we give space to that it's like it doesn't take so rarely does it take 14 hours it's like seven minutes yeah. of that aspect is so much so much time I mean this wasn't even seven minutes right it's like yeah yeah two and a half minutes like okay I'm satisfied I'm fulfilled so much of us um so much of our our needs and our expression are I think that I always try that's like one of the things I really like encourage people being like it, learning the skill take some time getting to getting that connection like all of that but it's once you have it and even as you do it it always takes way less time than the time that it costs you by not yeah. doing it oh so true like, I think that we yeah we waste more time uh resources and yeah and 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 energy when we don't address I, you know, at least in the context of this conversation, if we don't address our inner child right away, you know, they'll, they'll act out. <laughs> Children act out. <laughs> Lord, that's the truth. Yeah. 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 That is the truth. She will let me know. I'll tell you what. Um, my inner child, little, I, my little, so that's how I refer yeah. to her. Oh, okay. Little okay. Sophia or my little. Um, my oh, little well. wants everybody to know that um, this summer when we moved to Maryland and I got to be naked like all day every day outside was the yes. best thing <laughs> that ever happened except for all the other great things that have ever happened and that it's really joyful and 
And the first few days she would get like, I would get, both of us would get like tweaked out by like bugs, you know, but like, <laughs> like being like, oh, you know, like, like not all of them, but some of them we would like, get surprised or like whatever. And then it was, is it was so clear to me that it was just like within a couple days, how much my body and being was like, oh, I know how to be outside. I know how to be naked outside. Like ice, yeah. ice pee outside more now, like just like where I live. That was, that was one of the hardest things. So I grew up in Philadelphia and then I'm I've lived a lot of places, but when I lived in New Mexico, mm-hmm. that was one of the places where I really, for two years, like really just a normal base of being when, not just when you're like, not in town, but like when you go anywhere else, if you need to pee, you can just like pee because it's just miles and miles of land. Of nothing. <laughs> of yeah. Not, you know, of like, of like plants and animals right. and spread outness, you know? And when I would come back to cities and I would be walking down the street and I would need to pee, it was like so disorienting. I was like... <laughs> What do I, what do I have to, I have to find a building and I have to go through multiple doors and I have to like talk to someone if I can use their bathroom. Like I can't, but like, can I just pee in that dirt and being like, no, Sophia, there's millions of people here. If everyone just peed in that dirt, it'd be, it'd be not a good situation. And I'm being like, okay, 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 I get it. I'll like find a bathroom, you know, but, um, but that, 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 so, so, but that's, that's really, I feel like that, um, that has been my little has just been like I'm so happy I'm so happy and my little also wants to say I love that I get to change my outfits like a million times like that I get naked and then when I do feel like putting clothing on I can just grab a new piece of clothing um has been like really so so she's really appreciated the warmth and the comfortability because I get cold so it actually kind of needs to be like a hot summer for me to be able to be naked for just like actually naked naked so she's just really been appreciating that and really oh hi bird on the windowsill um (laughs) that was what she wanted to she really wanted to celebrate my the nakedness my like letting her really be naked and and to make that a priority and to navigate living with new people and being like on day one being like so What's your vibe on like nakedness, like <laughs> in the pool in general? Like, what's the word, you know? And yeah, the word yeah. was like, do your thing. And I was like, all right. So like the first night here, it was like tits out, nips out. It was just like, mm. all right. And that's that, so empowering. I oh, love that. It's so good. And I think for me, it's really helped me feel at home. Yeah. You know, like I'm not in someone else's space because my body can be the way that my body wants to be right? Like that's Um, like, I want to be, I want to be naked or I want to be covered because my body wants to be naked or covered. Not because something, not because someone outside me needs me to be naked or covered. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. Having that shift. So that's that. I really, anybody listening, if you want to like send me a message or like post or whatever, like, like DM me or like send a message to like Jen and I, I would love to know when you checked in with your little, like what, what did they, what do they have to say right now today? You know, like I'm, I'm having that moment of being like, isn't, are we live? Can somebody like, what, what do you, what do you tell me? I'm really, I'm like really curious. Like, I want to know, like, what did your, what did your schmumpkin, what did your sweet little schmumpkin say? Um, yeah, it's powerful integrating, um, integrating that deep listening has been an incredibly transformative and and effectively transformative um journey for me essential I think it's it's very uh liberating and because I think you know you enter this world alone you're gonna you're gonna leave this world alone Mm. and 
you know, you do have to depend on yourself at some points. I think about, I just think about how most of my upbringing after I lost my dad, I had to learn to be there for myself emotionally because my family is very task oriented, you know, very like food on the table, like make sure you have a roof over your head, like go to school, get a job, et cetera, et cetera. And although all of that is great and I'm absolutely appreciative that they've instilled that in me to value my basic needs, uh, Jennifer still existed. You know, Jennifer still right. wanted that emotional support. She yeah. still wanted to be heard. She still wanted to be validated. And I, in a way I feel fortunate for my circumstances growing up because I wouldn't have built that type of relationship with her if I was already given that externally. And I, I appreciate, I appreciate a lot because I'm able to be that kind of that emotional strength for a lot of people in my life. Mm. And it's a gift. I, I think it's really a gift to be present with someone and to kind of pick up the little things they say and the little things they don't say and say like, Hey, like I could tell, it sounds like you're minimizing how you feel right now. And, you know, I think in most environments, most people would ignore that, but I see that. And I'm here for you. If you want to talk about that little moment, you know, it's the little moments that we minimize that are really the biggest moments, you know? And I'm so glad to have that hypersensitive personality, you mm. know, to be an empath, uh, you know, for others, because I know what it's like to not have that. Yeah. I, I so know what it's like. And yeah, I just, I, I think about it all. I think of my upbringing and, you know, bringing Jennifer on the show and, and she's happy about it too. She's like, yeah, like share, share us to the world. We're awesome. That's what she's saying. She's yeah. like, let's share love. Let's validate everyone. And I was yes. like, Jennifer, we can't validate everyone. I mean, some people don't want it, but yeah, we'll do our best. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, she's it's very, so good. She's, she's a dreamer. You know what I mean? She's just like, we'll do it all. Like go out there. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Amazing. I am. Um, one of the things that came up while you said all of that is like, that healing journey or the vulnerability like I know especially like in the world that I grew up this like artsy hippie landscape that I grew up in there were a lot of people who um their parents like taught them how to like say I statements and like listen to their feelings but like did not teach them to like value their own basic needs or keep a mm. like a keep a clean organized home that can make space for their creative energies or, you know, and I don't want to, knowing that all of those things are varied, that like I'm not talking, when I say like a, like a clean organized home, I don't mean like this pick, this magazine perfect clean. I just mean like, you know, there's like functioning, there's like levels of function yeah. and care, you know, and, yeah. and that the healing of that and the tending of that inner child, that was the other thing that came up for me when I was like, what is my inner child grateful for today? And she's really grateful that I like paid a bunch of bills and that I like called Good. numbers. I like called and stood up for myself because whatever it was, it was just whatever. Some somebody told me I could leave their my car parked in a parking lot, and then a week later I showed up and they towed it. And oh, um, and <clears throat> so I called and was like, "Hey, you towed my car. Like that's." <laughs> I had to pay to get my car back. Like, how about that? Yeah. You know? And they were yeah. like, no, you left your car here. And I was like, okay, but um, like you told awful. me I could leave my car here. So, you know, I had this conversation and I knew intuitively from the get that they were not going to pay 
um, for the towing. Like I just knew that. And so Mm -hmm. I was not going to do anything about it, but I really felt this guidance that I needed to show up to it. Mm -hmm. And I showed up to it and I filed an official complaint or like action request or something, got ignored, followed up again and got a phone call, got yelled at Mm -hmm. and, um, and hung up the phone. And my little kind of had this moment of just being like, oh my God, she is so mad at me. Like the general manager was like, nobody would approve you parking your car for a week in my lot. Like Mm -hmm. click, basically Mm -hmm. it was just like, Mm -hmm. no. And I was like, sounds like a miscommunication. And she was like, I'm sorry. And I thought in my (laughs) head, you don't sound sorry. Yeah. You know? And, um, and then she said, okay. And then clicked. That was like the end of the conversation. And so I was sitting there and I was like, okay. I was just kind of like sitting with that. And then as I walked outside, um, my, my friend Leah, who's an ongoing d- d- deep presence in my life. So she pops up on the show, Leah Moon. She's a, she's a, she looks at me and she goes, don't, you don't want to, she was kind of wanting to be gentle, like not telling me what to do, but also seeing that I was like, she walked into the room and I was like, I just got yelled at by a stranger <laughs> because I had to get my car back that it was just like yeah, I was yeah. like that I'm just having a moment you know just having a moment yeah and uh and she was like don't let it get stuck in your body maybe run around the house or like do a thing like and I was like okay that's wisdom like that's some good that's some good advice you know so I like put the stuff down and stood up and walked outside and as I walked outside I could feel my little feeling so grateful that her innocence like the part of me that called and said like because I did call ahead and say can I leave my car there and they were like yeah sure not a problem you know and everybody I talked to was so casual about it that Mm -hmm. I just I didn't really do I wasn't really thorough about it you know what I mean I wouldn't talk we didn't we didn't go over it they didn't get my information you know there was like lots of like I would do yeah. it differently now, right? You know, like I, I see now like some more hindsight's 2020, right? Uh, yeah, it's really, yeah. really clear. Some really basic things. But the, my my inner child, I could really feel the part that a few days earlier when it had come up, the way that I was like, I really felt like dumb and like I shouldn't have been so trusting. I think that I shouldn't have been so trusting, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and like I needed to be more thorough, you know? And my little just felt so glad that I validated the validity of her innocence, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just wanted to call and say, like, you told me I could leave my car there. Like, right. can I get, like, can I get some acknowledgement that, like, that is what happened? Like, I believed yeah. you and then you towed my car, you know? And yeah. And it wasn't anything other than I was so surprised, but like not surprised, but I didn't see that coming. I didn't see the way that I, there was this part of me, this tender, tender part of me that was like, thank you for not making my innocent trusting the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I I hear that because you did ask, you did ask if you could leave your car there. They said yes. And then they tow your car. And rather than blame your little it's like oh you 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 trusted too easily it's like no no you you fought for her right you fought for her and you said like no I specifically I recall that I asked if I can park here and you said yes right and I'm proud of you for that because I I can imagine in those moments where I would blame myself and be like, oh man, I was too careful. I didn't read the rules too well. Like right. I must have mis- misunderstood. It was my fault. It was my fault. Right. 
but you didn't do that to your little and I applaud you for that. Thank you. Yeah, I really authentically landed in a place of like miscommunication. Like the people yeah. that I was talking to was not the woman who called me. It was not the general manager, right? It was like other, it was like another person like me that was like, yeah, no big deal. It's cool. We were all just like, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's a cool life, you know? And like yeah, the, yeah. that was a different level of responsibility than the yeah. general manager who's like, having to like, I'm not the only car that this person has to like tow out of that lot. People take advantage. People do a thing. People dump like, like this person had a whole other framework to navigate what happened. But me and the people that I communicated with had a very different experience. And to just be like, that's just a way to cook a crumble sometimes. Like that's all right. You know, and I can, and, and, and the grown up in me took some notes right? Mm -hmm. Growing up in me was like, all right, I can do this differently. Like I can like, I can be a little more thorough to like not get my shit towed. Like that's fine. I don't mind. I can learn that. (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I got my car back. It was okay. It's okay. You know, but to not, to not make myself a problem, um, was huge. And I didn't know that I needed to stand up for her to really, validate that experience not just say a a, to say a nice thing to myself you know and I think that's something that as we're as we do this journey of like really healing with our inner children is to know that like it's not just the nice things we say to ourselves it's the actions that we take like my little was like thank you for paying the bills like thank you you've been carrying around these bills (laughs) you've been carrying I back taxes from 2018 from you know just like just this little like this little like uh what do they call it an assessment the gap I like paid my taxes but they were like we think you should pay us a different amount of taxes and I was like yeah okay yeah so I've been carrying this around for months like I'll get to it I'll get to it this or that whatever um you know and I sat down today and I shred it's like I sat down with a stack of paper and like shredded (laughs) 90 percent of it and filed six pieces and you know, put some things in the mail. And my little feels like I imagine how most littles feel the first time someone, not the first time, but like the, like as you really build the trust, that kind of meticulous, grown up, grounded care. Um, I've done as an adult in a very like wrestling anxiety way for most mm-hmm. of my adulthood. It's had a lot of like spin out energy to it of just being like, my taxes, like <laughs> I don't want to, why do I, like just like really been like painful of just being like, I can't manage money. But then it's like, I'm smart. Like I can sit down and like, I do, I have the skills. I know how to do math. I can like make a spreadsheet, like yeah. so many spreadsheets. But then, and this is like a pretty classic moment of like, hashtag ADD of just like, <laughs> you know, which I didn't even know that I, you know, was, that that was everything about these behaviors were classic in that and I just (laughs) hadn't been taught that I just thought every day I was having a hard day like I was just like I'll just because I was I'm like I'm I get it but why is it so hard and so a few years ago I figured that out and I went through this very cool process which I had done with other diagnoses where I'm like because I, you know, because I end these diagnoses with like disorder or dysfunction Mm. and I'm Mm -hmm. like you wrong it's not functioning right now, but it's not because like I, I'm not like attention deficit disorder. I'm a kinesthetic, nonlinear, uh, problem solving, brilliant, socially oriented being. That's actually what I am, which means like spreadsheets takes extra effort. Like that's not a problem. Like it's not a problem for people who have like, who, 
who don't instinctually read facial cues and they need to learn how to read the chart because it turns out you can read a chart and then you can really navigate stuff, you know, like it's not a problem. You just learn, learn the things that you don't inherit. Like I have these gifts and then I have these things to learn, you know? And so, so what I've done with diagnoses, I did this with my PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, um, and really horrible PMS for those of you who don't know, I have plenty of episodes about this, but you know, one of the things that I did, which is like, I don't know if I recommend it to other people. It's like, let me tell you where I got to after, but I had to do it for myself. Mm -hmm. which was stop using my coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. and see how I naturally did things to then see how I could, what I, what, what I did naturally and what I missed naturally. Wow. Because my coping mechanisms were always crushing me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't Mm -hmm. know what I actually was naturally good at. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And Yeah. And so I had to like figure out by experiencing it myself. And so I had a long, long journey with my like PMS stuff around that. But with the ADD, I was just like, all right, I'm not going to make myself the way that I would like make myself, manage myself. I'm not going to make myself do these things. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to kind of do, do, I'm going to do it like it doesn't matter and see what my life looks like in six months. Like what gets done and what doesn't and how does it get done and how does it not? And like a lot of things went to shit, you know? And... (laughs) And a lot of other things got done in a completely different way than I ever would have managed myself into getting them done. And so I realized that I did have a way that was productive. It was way more circuitous, like the way that I organize or clean a room. Like I will, I was, when I was moving into this room, there was a bunch of furniture in here that had not been cleaned or was covered in stickers from like, you know, 40 years ago or something, you know, and I'm unpacking my stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like halfway through unpacking and then I'm like, I'm going to clean all the stickers off this furniture. And so it's like <laughs> the eight boxes that are half unpacked and I'm like scrubbing like this, That's you know, so and funny. then like stopping and being like, oh, I got to answer that email. And then I answer that email. And someone else will look at that and be like, oh, my God, like you're going to drive yourself crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> no, this is I was like, and then you come here now, like two weeks later and you're like, holy shit, it looks like you've lived here for like you've always lived, like you look so settled. And it's like, yeah, because yeah. like I have a way, but I have to, I actually have to follow it all the way through. And there are certain things that I need to do. Like I need to write things down to remind myself. I do mm-hmm. need to like to, to reorient or to pick a particular thing and pro- prioritize. Like I was able to see the things that did get done and then see the mm-hmm. things that didn't and then be like, okay, so how can I use my natural rhythm um, but plug in the gaps because those are not, yeah. those aren't working and I want them to work, you know? And so I'm yeah, in a long sure. journey of that and building trust with myself around that. And that's mm-hmm. been just a few years that I've been doing that. And so I still have these moments like this year for the first time ever, I filed my taxes a month and a half early. Good for you. I paid you my know, quarterly thing, taxes early. Like the funny thing for me is like, this is the first year. And even though we had months to like you know, we were get it extended right yeah like I still had to um, get an extension like this is the first year I've ever like asked my tax preparer for an extension I yeah. don't know what it is I'm it's just really interesting times but I'm usually on point about doing taxes yeah but they should this year I'm just like huh like what, what does it matter what does it you matter know? anyway <laughs> like I'll, I'll get to and you know the IRS anyway <laughs> is taking forever to yeah. give everyone's tax refund because yeah. they're not working in the office so 
what's the rush? <laughs> right. Totally. Whereas I did mine way early, which means I got my tax refund before <laughs> it was like my intuition. It's like the, the, the link between my intuition, my body wisdom and my quote unquote ADD or dysfunction is like not confusing. It's like, and a huge amount of my ADD wasn't ADD. It was trauma dissociation. It was like, mm-hmm. I, it was like, I couldn't wow. cognitively keep track of things because I was, I, I was going in and out of my body. I was dissociating. And wow. so the more I cleared the trauma, the more brain bandwidth I had mm-hmm. and the more attention I had available to then follow something through. So combination mm. with all of those things. Yeah. So it's like listening to my intuition and trusting and building that, building that trust with action. I think that's where I started with this was like, yeah. as we heal yeah. with our inner children, like, you know, stopping in the middle of a conversation and saying like, what you just said was really intense for me to hear. I just need a second. Like I'm with you and I want to hear the rest of your story, but I need a second and like put a hand on my own body and to like tell my little, like, you're okay. They're telling a story. That's not happening to us right now. Like that's not, you know, this, we're not married to this person. (laughs) We don't live in their house. We're not moving in. That's not what's happening. They're not going to put their stuff in our body. Like whatever it is, you know, like, you know, or just like, wow. Like I, you're just say like, wow, I feel so much grief hearing that, you know? Like that is an action to like bring that into a conversation in the same way that like sitting down, going through my papers, shredding Mm -hmm. them, putting things in the mail. Like that's an action that makes my inner, my inner child, my little go, you're taking care of me. I don't need to find someone else to take Mm. care of me like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the two things that really resonated with me in your story is like, um, it is one thing to give your inner child a pep talk or to reassure them or say, you're going to be okay. You're good. You're not hurt. You're fine. You know, but it's another thing to show it in action. Uh-huh. And I think that for a lot of our, at least I think about my own inner child of Jennifer, where she appreciates that action, Oh yeah, you know, like she, she, she knows when I'm just trying to sugarcoat oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, don't even st- like, I, you don't even say it yet. I already know what you're going to say to me. Just don't. Like, I know you, Jen, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I've no, heard she this knows. From you like, she's all like, she's like, cut the bullshit. Jen. Yeah, totally. Like, just let's just get to it. Like, I need you to do this for me. Like, do it for me. And then the second thing, it's like the second thing you mentioned talking about how you were unpacking your house is like, you know, there's, it's, it's okay to like have a plan and an approach on how to do it. But sometimes you just have to trust your at the same time, you have to trust your intuition if you want to kind of detract from that plan, it's like, yeah, we can unpack all the boxes, but maybe we do want to remove the stickers <laughs> like off of this, off of this chair, you know, off this furniture. Yeah. And that's okay too. I think it's just the fact that you are, the, the bigger goal is to unpack, is to get settled in. Right. And the plan is a guide, but it's not a strict guide. It's just a guide. Totally. And for me, I've really had to build the confidence to say my plan is to my plan is to listen to my body, listen to my intuitive guide and flow like a bee or a butterfly that looks erratic until you trace mm-hmm. that shit for days and then it's this like bananas design <laughs> of just being like what is that wild you know it's like that's I'm not a line I'm I'm fractals birthing <laughs> fractals you know and that's life like that's generative right. that's restorative so my plan is to not know what shape it's going to look mm-hmm. like but to trust that it will be like it will be a sacred shape if I listen uh, yeah. it won't, won't be a tangled mess which is what I was told I was when I would try mm-hmm. 
do, you know, when I would try to do it when I was younger or when I would try to do it, my coping really was a tangled mess, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas like my trusting creates these like gorgeous patterns and it takes a little bit more time, you know, and you have to be willing and it's not everyone's style, but it's mine, right? So it's like, you have to be willing to like either sleep in a room that's a little, like I will clean a few things up maybe in the middle of a process to go to sleep. Sometimes that happens, you know, and sometimes it's like, all right, mid process. Anyone who's ever really done a big move knows that it's like, yeah. I mean, there are some people who sitting. don't, but most people, it's like at some point you're like, you gotta sleep and touch the boxes tomorrow. Like it's just yeah. what it is. And I think that that is also a great metaphor that's not a metaphor for what the process is as we are unpacking and healing mm-hmm. with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Is like sometimes you got to go all the way through and get, you know, you unpack it and you put it on the shelf and you wipe everything down and you break down the box and you take it out to recycling. Mm -hmm. Other times it's like the box is half open and it's time to go to bed. Yeah. Or it's time to eat or it's time to walk away. It's time to take that call from your best friend. It's time to, you know, it's time to go for a walk. It's time to, you know, sit down and play with the toys that you found for your inner child for four minutes. Right. Right. Like it's time to, that's the right, that's the right thing to do. Um, and that, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful analogy, like unpacking our healing or, you know, unpacking all the trauma we went through growing, uh, growing up you know, just associating that or comparing that to moving into a new place. It's like, you know, my husband and I, we've lived uh, in our current home for about a year and a half now, and we still have boxes that are unpacked in the closet. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like we haven't, I haven't suffered from not opening those boxes. Like I'm doing just fine. And, and it's also, it's fun when I do go back there. Like I was pulling up an old book that um, I'm going to be reading or talking about this upcoming book club. And it was fun to like dig through my boxes and kind of go down memory lane and be like, Oh, I remember that journal. I remember, you know, that. And I think that's a part fun part too, is like there, you don't have to unpack everything. And in that you always, discover a gift from that process when you do go back to the things that you still have yet to unpack. Totally. (sighs) (laughs) This has been great, Jen. Yeah, it's been great, Sophia. It's, it's been so fun. Thank you. You're so welcome. (laughs) You're so welcome. Um, I've got two kind of like, uh, my formal closing questions and, um, uh, I think that's where we are. And my second to last one is I do want to have a moment of just being like, in addition to this, is just like, you, what do you, what do you, you help solve problems? What do you, what do you do? You do a thing. You like, what do I do, do for a living? Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to that's ask? That's what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, what do you, how do you, what do you, how do you serve people with your, is that a, is that a thing? This is not my, this is not my usual formal <laughs> closing yeah, question. Well, I mean, if I were to talk about my, my day job, as I call it, um, I do community relations for a uh, online financial firm that my husband started. Uh, we actually met a couple like, yeah, years ago, because prior to working with him, I was running an online marketing agency and he was introduced to me as a client. Um, I promise this doesn't happen all the time because <laughs> I have only had one husband so far. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no judgment uh, here. Yeah. yeah so I went on, 
as time went on and we moved out to the East Coast, uh, you know, coming from the West Coast for like 20 years, I um, I eventually transitioned to rather than wearing all the hats or lots of hats in the business, I wanted to focus more on community relations. Yeah. So really just spreading the word of what we're doing. We primarily focus on uh, career military. So people who've been in service for, let's say, 15 to 20 years and over, and they're about to transition. Uh, we like to talk to those people because the way that they deal with their money is different from your average American who uh, is typically told to save for uh, retirement, like wait till their 60s to pull out money. But when people in the military retire, they're still fairly young. They're still in their late 30s, young 40s. You know, they still have so much life ahead of them. And uh, and so with that, because they have so much life ahead of them, we want them to uh, help them shift their mindset to live a life of purpose and intention mm. in, in their civilian life. And um, once they can discover what that is to show them how their money can align with that, like give them that flexibility to support their new life. Uh, Cause in the military uh, it, I think it's common knowledge that you're trained to follow orders. And when you're out of that life, you no longer have anyone telling you what to do. <laughs> right. So, and that, that doesn't just impact the service member, but the family, you know, right. like what's the family going to do? What, what if the spouse was a stay at home spouse all this time? And like, what is she going to do? Is she going to continue to be a stay at home spouse or is she going to work? Like, is she, can she finally pursue her dreams, you know? Um, or is it at the point once they're out where they're just not getting along anymore, you know, like, anyway, that's a conversation for another time, but really just honing in on that transition and, and showing them that there's a way to support who they want to be in post-military life and how their money can align with that. So that's something that my husband specializes in. And I, uh, I support him in that I have other projects that I do, but, uh, this is what I call my daytime job. <laughs> cool. So Very cool. That's yeah. beautiful. It's really, yeah, it's, uh, I have a lot of feelings about the military and, mm -hmm. um, and what I know is that, um, they're a bunch of, the military is made up of a bunch of humans that mm -hmm. need stability and service mm -hmm. and fulfillment. And, uh, and I love, I love to hear the way that, um, they're getting taken care of, especially in the transitions and, and, uh being directed towards that. So it's beautiful. Thank you for your work. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, so my second, my formal second to last question is, you know, what, how do you like people to get in touch with you? You, you know, we keep talking, you have a podcast, your podcast yeah. is generic conversations. Yes. Um, so tell people if you want people to kind of get in touch or stay in the loop, be connected to you where, where and how, and in what way do you like people to get connected? Yeah, I would say uh, visit my podcast website, genericpodcast.com. Generic is like the word generic, but with the letter J as in Jen, my name. So Jack, Jill, Jaguar. So genericpodcast.com. And from there, you're, you'll essentially find all of my social media links. It's one of those shows. So it's, it's, it's my one show where I really kind of make it about me and like just random people I talk to, um, where my other shows are a little more niche, uh, one's for work and then one is just for a, a niche market, but, but genericpodcast.com is, you know, my place to just have generic conversations with anyone and everyone and trying to pull out those, those stories that everyone has and, 
the universal lessons that come out of it. So yeah, if you could find, if you find me on that website, you'll find my, uh, personal Instagram account. I I'm really, uh, active, or at least I, I tend to look at my Instagram account a lot, which is the Jen Amos. And I think that's it. And, and from there you'll, like I said, you'll find all my other social media links, but if you really, if you really want to get a hold of me, like if you really want to engage with me now, I do have a Google voice number and I always invite people to text me or leave me a voice message if they want. So that number is 619-621-8766. So that's it. 619-621-8766. You can text me anytime and I'll be happy to chat with you. <laughs> oh, beautiful. So, Thank you so much, Jen. Yeah. Okay. So the clo- my closing question is, I really believe that we are in a time, I made reference to this, right? The quickening, the awakening, the, this mm-hmm. time of consciousness shifting, dreaming in a new reality. What if suffering isn't the definition of, of the earth human mm-hmm. experience? What if we're evolving into another level of, of paradigm perspective? Mm-hmm. What if? I believe we are. I'm committed mm-hmm. to it. I am. Who's coming with me? Yeah. Yeah. So. For sure. Um. So my question is, what do you know? What's a piece of that? Where are we going? What does it look like or sound like? Like, what's the part that's been revealed to you um, that you feel or know in your being? I think where we're headed to is more empathy in the world. Um, You know, I just think about my my work with the military community and how, when you think military, you probably think like hyper-masculine, like, you know, of service, like you sacrifice who you are personally for the greater good. When just like what you said, people in the military are just humans. Like they have feelings too. They have family, they have, they go through trauma, you know, more so than the average American, I think. And so, so there's that. And then I think about just all the conversations around inclusivity and diversity and, you know, amplifying more diverse voices out there. Um, I think that, I mean, of course, everyone can judge the approach of how certain people are doing it. You know, maybe some people uh, will use tokenism, you know, to bring on someone who's like, oh, see, look, we have diversity on our show, you know, but however you do it, I'm just so glad that I'm just so glad that I, it feels like we're in a space right now where everyone wants to listen mm. and they're not going to be good at it. They may not always know how to do it right, but, but we want to listen and we want to be more empathetic and we want to understand each other. Uh, and I think that's where we're headed is just more understanding, more empathy, more compassion for each other. And I hope what that does for us in the long run is be more vulnerable with, depending on each other and and counting on each other and saying, I need help. You know, uh, I don't know if it's just because, uh, our, our individualistic society that we've been taught not to trust each other. But I think in this time, it feels like people want to do that more. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm heading there too. Let's go there. I'm in. Cool. I'm in. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Sweet <laughs> listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Jen, thank you so much for joining us. It's just been a really precious time. So Jennifer, thank you for coming on. Just total <laughs> pleasure having you as our guest. Dear listener, your sweet little, whatever they shared with you in that moment, I just want to offer you my blessings and my love and just take a moment and really send that 
deep listening, if you want to listen to other people, if you want to listen to your partner, if you want to listen to diverse voices and truly become inclusive or to recognize the powers and the presence of plants and crystals and our ancestors, there is one being inside you, your inner child, your deep sensitive being that is communicating, your soul, your knowing that is communicating. Study that voice first and listening to others will become second nature. Mm, powerful. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Be so good. Be be so good. Be so good. Be so good. And I'm just going to say, in case you don't know, I do have another podcast. It's called, well, I have a bunch of other podcasts. We've got Medicine Caller and I Love My Life podcast. And I really want to mention and lift up Temple Erotica, Stories of Sacred Sexuality. If you haven't gone and checked that out, I'm just talking I'm just just whispering into some microphones, some sweet stories about <laughs> Love loving our bodies and being in prayer. So uh, go and check out any of those and uh, be well. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, everybody. Lots of love. Thank you, Sophia and everyone. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. <laughs> Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's knees and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that, though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know. <laughs>